0: You're listening to Bite-sized Medicine. We are medical and dietetic students sharing up-to-date literature about food and health. Our mission is to give pertinent highlights for clinicians and students in healthcare, and this is not intended to be used in place of medical advice. My name is Mary McGrath. And I'm Danielle Robinson.
1: Today, we'll discuss coconut oil, the benefits, risks, and usages of the popular food trend that has seemingly taken the wellness world by storm within the past few years.
0: Ah, coconut oil. Not just a food trend, but also a cure for heartbreak, at least that's what Lizzo says. As her lyrics say, she thought she needed to run and find love, but really all she needed was some coconut oil. While we wouldn't dare challenge coconut oil's usage that way, we can put it to the test in the kitchen and in our bodies. In fact, many researchers have already done the work for us.
1: We're just here to report on their findings. Even though coconut oil is likely a relatively new ingredient in the kitchens of many, It appears that the science community has pounced on putting it in the limelight.
0: Yep, it does. A quick search on PubMed is proof of this. It appears that the scientific community is a bit more hesitant about coconut oil than the public. One New York Times survey found that 72% of the public considers coconut oil to be a health food, while only 37% of nutritionists think so. And by the way, these nutritionists were sampled from members of the American Society for Nutrition. JAMA even gives coconut oil cult status. Okay, so before we start discussing this disconnect, though, let's make sure we and our listeners are all on the same page here.
1: So for those of you who may not know, coconut oil, that is the extract of coconuts, is something you can buy in a jar at your local grocery store and use for cooking, moisturizing, or even in hair care. Cooking-wise, though, many use it in place of vegetable, olive oil, or butter when sauteing, baking, or greasing a pan.
0: Keep in mind, though, that like butter or vegetable shortening, it does contain saturated fat. That's right. Some chefs like it for its sweeter taste as compared to those other oils. Solid at room temperature and a colorless liquid once melted, coconut oil contains vitamin E. Personally, I like to heat it up and drizzle it over popcorn. That's a great way to
1: use it. And I want to add, although coconut oil can be used in cooking, it does have a lower smoke point than olive oil, vegetable oil, and butter.
0: Okay, what's a smoke point?
1: A smoke point is basically the temperature at which the oil starts to burn. So, coconut oil's lower smoke point
0: means that it shouldn't be used for high-temperature cooking. Okay, good to know. So now that we have a common understanding, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the episode today. To start off, let's focus on coconut oil's effect on cholesterol. Several studies report that it can
1: increase cholesterol, and that's all kinds of cholesterol. This includes both HDL and LDL. And how does it do this? through a predominant substance in the coconut oil called lauric acid, a fatty acid that is synthesized in our bodies into substrates for cholesterol.
0: And as we know, LDL is commonly known as the bad cholesterol for cardiovascular health. It clogs arteries and is often present in fatty foods and processed meats. High LDL cholesterol, meaning over 160 milligrams per deciliter, is a risk factor for coronary artery disease.
1: And the HDL is the good cholesterol, meaning that it helps rid our bodies of extra cholesterol. So essentially, high HDL and low LDL is the winning combination. Calla and others looked into the relationship between these lipids, as well as other
0: cardiovascular risk factors and coconut oil. The researchers compared the effects of coconut oil, butter, and extra virgin olive oil among healthy men and women between the ages of 50 and 75 in the general population. They did this through a randomized control trial.
1: LDL cholesterol concentrations were elevated with the consumption of each of the three
0: fats. HDL wise, coconut oil significantly increased concentrations compared to both butter on its own and compared to olive oil on its own. While this is definitely a plus on the side of coconut oil, we also looked into the real meaning of this HDL cholesterol increase.
1: One JAMA Network article puts it best when it states that the actual effect of a higher HDL on coronary heart disease is being questioned in the science community. Here. JAMA references an article by Keen and others which shows that a higher HDL, whether through medications or through diet, did not make an actual clinical difference in a heart attack risk. LDL instead seems to be a better predictor. So, in summary here, it's good that coconut oil increases HDL rather than decreases HDL, but the actual clinical benefits of a higher HDL is in itself not so set in stone.
0: Okay, so now we know all about coconut oil's effects on cholesterol. What about its effects that are touted in the wellness world? I'm talking about satiety and weight loss.
1: Unfortunately, evidence-based research doesn't give the hoped-for response here either. Let's rewind a bit to the lauric acid in
0: coconut oil.
1: This is where it gets a bit confusing.
0: Yeah, so stay with us here. Lauric acid is considered to be a medium chain fatty acid. It has 12 carbons, and remember that chain length for fatty acids is determined by the number of carbons. One
1: publication by Clegg points out that lauric acid which is a medium chain fatty acid, is not the same as a pure medium chain triglyceride like MCT oil.
0: So we're going to use pure MCT oil, which the article by Clegg used, to represent medium chain triglycerides. MCT oil is metabolized in the body in such a way that postprandial thermogenesis is increased, which enhances satiety. It also helps in both subcutaneous and visceral fat loss.
1: Even though coconut oil itself contains a relatively high concentration of MCTs, only about 20% of it acts in the way that pure MCT oil does. What's more is that only 20 to 30% of lauric acid, the main component of coconut oil, is metabolized in this way. So, in summary, studies have found that coconut oil shows no significant effect on neither satiety nor dietary intake nor weight, as Clegg discusses.
0: However, we want to be really clear that this research on coconut oil is extremely new, preliminary, and relatively sparse as compared to other nutrition topics in the literature. Long-term clinical trials on the health effects of coconut oil are needed.
1: That's right. While we meant it when we said that the scientific community pounced on looking into this topic, it's important to keep in mind the limitations of such publications.
0: All in all, it's too early to tell what coconut oil's long-term benefits and risks are. As for their preliminary research out now, It does not indicate that people should change their diets to include more coconut oil. At the end of the day, coconut oil is still a saturated fat and should not be consumed beyond the USDA's recommendation of 10% of caloric intake. This means that a typical adult eating about 2,000 calories per day should limit their saturated fat intake to about 1.5 tablespoons or less. Instead, try to choose unsaturated fats for cooking, such as olive oil or vegetable oil.
1: In this episode, we learned about coconut oil's effects on cholesterol, cardiovascular risk factors, in comparison to pure medium-chain triglycerides.
0: That's That's today's today's taste of bite-sized medicine. Thanks for listening.